1: Podcast. How you doing? My name is Nick DiGilio. I am your host. Welcome to episode one hundred and nineteen of the Nick D Podcast here at Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Thanks for checking us out. Spread the word. Uh, rate and review us. All of us at Radio Misfits. RadioMisfits dot com. Uh, is the best podcast network in the world with tons of really amazing and interesting and uh, informative and very entertaining and very funny and really cool podcasts. And I'm proud to be a part of it. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor on this podcast, please check us out, sales at radiomisfits.com. This podcast reaches a lot of people. So if you got a business and you want to be a sponsor, you want to advertise, sales at com. If you'd like to be a, po- a part of the podcast in general, leave your voicemail 24 7. The voicemail systems are open. We want to hear from you. Get going. Leave those voicemails anytime you want 24 7. 773 417 6948. Drop us an email 24 7. Comments, questions, uh, megaphone uh, requests. If you have a magic megaphone message that you would like me to speak into the magic megaphone as it changes into the ether to your friends or relatives or an inside joke or a story or a joke, whatever you want me to say into the megaphone, I will. Tons of people make these requests, and it's a lot of fun. So if you want to be a part of that, leave your magic megaphone request here. Uh, NickDPodcast at gmail.com for all uh, uh, comments or questions or anything like that as well. My thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the music and Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Uh, it is a Tuesday. That means my dad's going to tell a joke. Yes, every single Tuesday my dad stops by my place, tells a joke because he's a legend. Um, and he always, uh, he always tells jokes esmeralda is back from uh, her trip to mexico so we will talk to esmeralda about, uh, esmeralda about her trip to mexico we will also uh talk about uh, the the classic days uh, and the and the height of popularity in the world of adult swim on cartoon network adult swim uh and and we'll talk about other uh 90s and late uh, early 2000s uh popular weird little uh uh, cult tv as well and my guest uh every other week he joins me dan feinberg the best tv writer the best tv critic in the country and i am uh, so amazingly honored and thrilled that he's been a part of my podcast and a part of my old radio show for many 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 years from the hollywood reporter dan feinberg has a has a, uh, a blog and a website called the fine print f-i-e-n you can read all about his great tv criticism and commentary and hear it when dan feinberg joins me to talk tv that's all coming up um it is award season. We are headlong into it. We are two weeks away, just a little less than two weeks away from the Academy Awards this year. The SAG Awards were handed out as I taped this. They were handed out. They were or as I record this. They were they were handed out uh, last night or the night before last, if you want to be technical. Um, and I am I have never been less enthusiastic about the movie awards season than I have been for the last couple of months here. Um, all of the movies that have been praised, not all of them, but. And I'm not kidding. Ninety percent of the films that everybody has been praising, that have been part of the award season, the ones that have been winning all the awards, as they as we build up, you know, uh, to the Academy Awards in a couple of weeks, they all suck. Seriously, of the ten best picture nominees for the Oscars this year, I only love one. I like another one. The other ones are either bad or really, really fucking terrible. Um, this has been the worst batch of honored movies in the history of award season. I mean, you know, we've always gone like 50-50 on them. It's like, well, that's a bad movie doesn't deserve to be in there. But when 90% or the vast huge majority of the movies and performances of the year don't belong there and are absolutely actively awful, it's hard to get excited. Uh the SAG Awards last night, I mean, they were kind of fun to watch. Some of the speeches were okay. Um, I mean, look, Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actor. She doesn't deserve it, but I love her. She's my always crush, my first real crush, and I love her. And she gave a fantastic speech. But Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inisherin and clearly, without question, deserved that Academy Award or deserved that, that uh, SAG Award. And she won't win it. Um, and, you know, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is sweeping all these awards. It's probably going to win Best Picture and do really – and the movie's a piece of crap. It's a derivative piece of crap Too slightly – Uh, eccentric, but very untalented filmmakers got really high for about 20 years and watched The Matrix every single day during that year. And then the result is this pseudo pretentious kind of quote unquote philosophically important movie with really, really bad fight scenes, like really, I don't, nobody really talks about just how horribly choreographed and edited and executed the martial arts scenes are in this movie. And there are a lot of them. And Michelle Yeoh is in it, who's one of the greatest martial artists of all time. When you put her in a stupid, pretentious, philosophically important movie, which it's not. This movie's been done a million times before. And you put her in a movie where the, where the fight scenes are bad, on top of the fact that, like, dildos and butt plugs and rocks with googly eyes on them uh, are used instead of insight and, 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 and intelligence. It's a terrible movie. So when that's the favorite going in, and when movies, when other movies like on the list, of like Elvis and Tar and Top Gun and Avatar, these are the best movies of the year. These are the ones that we're celebrating during award season. It's really, really difficult for me to be even to fake excitement. My God. Hi,
2: I'm Carrie Russell, and Hi, I Carrie. love Nick's show.
1: So anyway, the Oscars are in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about them. I'll do my predictions and all that stuff. But man, this is the first time in, in many, 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 many years where I just don't care because almost every single movie and every single performance sucked andrea riceborough and two leslie i'm very excited about she doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell and that's been tainted because of the quote-unquote controversy about her getting a nomination it's absurd it's completely absurd and it's it, ridiculous and then carrie hi
2: i'm carrie russell and i love nick's show
1: i love you carrie i really do but cocaine bear was a piece of shit a piece of shit. It was a one joke movie, and the joke wasn't funny. Carrie Russell, I'm sorry, hey Carrie. Hi,
2: I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I
1: love you. You come out of this movie unscathed because you're only in it for like 10 minutes. Uh, For the people who are like, oh my God, Carrie Russell, I love Carrie Russell, you know, adjust your expectations. She's barely in the movie, no pun intended. She's hardly in the movie. It's a one joke movie. Cocaine, oh look, bear does cocaine, bear goes nuts, acts like a cokehead, kills people, over and over and over. That joke for 95 minutes. It is this year's Snakes on a Plane. There's nothing more to it. It is The title is the joke, and the joke's not funny, and it's 90 minutes of that. Cocaine Bear is a piece of shit. I'm sorry, Carrie. Hi,
2: I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show.
1: But she still loves my show. Anyway, all right, so uh, on the movie front, boy, I'm just grumpy. The Oscars, the awards, all the awards, the SAG awards, the awards season is filled with shitty movies. Cocaine Bear is a bad Hi, movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love Nick I'm Show. sorry. It's a terrible, unfunny, forced one-joke piece of shit movie. Awful movie. So man, I'm grumpy. So let's get my mind off of that. Why don't we just talk TV? So we'll do that after I t- with Dan Feinberg. Maybe there's some good TV. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, anyway, Dan Feinberg's joining me after you enjoy some congratulations.
0: Congratulations you're about to listen to the nick d podcast it's by far the best decision you've made today it makes the other podcasts seem like crap oh yeah don't be a jagger
3: Dan Fein
0: Feinberg.
3: Dan Feinberg.
0: And now, all the way from somewhere else, Dan Feinberg.
1: Yes. And that somewhere else is of course LA. Where they've had some outrageously strange and uncharacteristic weather in LA. Dan Feinberg is my guest every other week. I love talking TV with him. TV critic, TV writer for The Hollywood Reporter, and the uh, the guy who runs The Fine Print, F-I-E-N, a great website for all your TV needs. Dan
0: Feinberg is here.
1: Uh, Dan, how are you holding up with the crazy, crazy-ass weather in L.A.?
0: I'm so cold, Nick. I'm so, <laughs> so cold. Also, What is it, like, what is it like 50? Uh, it's it is under fifty. It's uh it's it's mid to upper forties. It has gotten under forty at night. Uh, and it hasn't stopped raining for for weeks and weeks. It is yeah. it is definitely gloomy and uh and wintry and just horrible. Just horrible, Nick. What's the weather like there?
1: Uh, well, it's about the same actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, today we actually hit almost sixty. Today. Good God. Uh, in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and it rained for three nights straight. Almost a uh, little ice. We had some uh, we had some snow at the beginning of the weekend, some really ridiculous snow. Then it got very cold. Then we had freezing rain and ice, which was not good for the northern part of uh, the uh, the state and the upper Wisconsin and the lower Wisconsin area. Um, and now we're up to 55. You never know in Chicago, you know?
0: Uh, oh, it is It is definitely chillier than that at the moment. Uh, and some people got snow uh, in in some of the high-lying areas. And then definitely there was hail everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, man, the the city has ground to a halt on Friday and Saturday, Nick. <laughs> I can imagine.
1: I, well, it's weird because I have, a, I have one, my, one of my good friends, my future ex-wife, Dana DiLorenzo, um, who I talk to pretty regularly or text or whatever, we talk, whatever. Uh, She's been telling me that she's gone through some hellish stuff at her apartment uh, complex. It has not been good. It has not been good. Look,
0: we everything here is designed for you know earthquakes. Everything is earthquake proof, but nothing is, but nothing is nonstop rain for sixty days straight proof. And so I can understand why people's ceilings would be caving in. I will just knock on wood. That nothing yeah. like that happens. <laughs> in yeah, it's my been
1: rough. it's been it's been rough for a lot of my buddies out there. A lot of people I've been in contact with were texting back and forth and stuff like that. Dane is the one I talked to the most, uh, but it's but she's had some some not fun stuff happening. Uh, it's funny because you're talking about like um, LA is not equipped for this kind of thing, especially snow. Um, and I went down to Nashville. I was dating a girl many years ago, in 2000 Christmas 2000, and we went to, to spend Christmas with her family, and they were in Nashville. And while we were there, it snowed in Nashville and the whole city shut down. And what we Chicagoans refer to, they got a dusting. It was like the world ended <laughs> because they don't have salt trucks. They don't have plows. They don't know how to deal with the kind of stuff that we deal with on a daily basis in the winter here in Chicago. So I found it amusing, although the entire city did come to a halt. So
0: I, I grew up largely in Mississippi and every winter when the, uh, when it got cold in the winter and if it got below freezing, the pipes everywhere across the entire city would explode. Because again, you know, obviously in places that are prepared for it, Still, you have pipes that burst, but everyone knows. I don't know that you leave the that you leave your faucets right. running a tiny bit. You know right. all and of they're the also, things that they're you do. Also,
1: They're also highly insulated, like
0: exactly. Yeah, and and so all of these cities have no clue how to handle that. Right. Their, <laughs> their 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 power grid is in no way prepared to handle any of it. So you know, we used to have years where it would dip below freezing one night, and that would be enough to cancel school for a week because of all of the in ancillary that, things that just went crazy. wrong. Yeah. So wow. Who well, knows? anyway, I'm
1: glad. That, I i hope you get through it. I know it's a, a you know a few a few more days of it, you know, uh, in LA. So put a sweater on and buck up, my friend. It'll be. Okay. I
0: I am just pandering for pity here, and and <laughs> and let me tell you, well, I understand that yeah. that ninety percent of your listeners are rolling their eyes well, aggressively. I
1: mean, I I have a lot of listeners who are located across the country and stuff like that in different parts of the world, but. A huge base in Chicago, and I'm from Chicago, and the Chicagoans are like, screw you, Feinberg. That's what they're saying
0: right now. 100% understand, and they are (laughs) are completely right to be dismissive. 100%. Well, let's get
1: to some TV stuff. First of all, tell everybody, you write for The Hollywood Reporter. You got the fine print, F-I-E-N. Tell us, first of all, about the podcast that you do.
0: Indeed, you can listen to uh, TV's Top Five, which is the podcast that I host with my THR colleague Leslie Goldberg. Uh, we do weekly breakdowns of the news. I review television shows. We do interviews. Last week, instead of an interview, we did bunches and bunches of mailbag questions because that's always a good way to get I love that podcast. Involved. By the way, loved it. Thank you. Yeah, it was. It's. It's just a fun thing. It's just a fun thing to do. Let people ask their let people ask questions and and we can be responsive. And that way, everybody's happy. Um, But yes, that drops every Friday. Uh, That is TV stop five. You can always also uh, subscribe to my newsletter, which goes out every Friday. Also, it's uh, now see this. It's basically a rundown of what's coming out on TV in the weekend and the week to come. So, yeah, lots and lots of me out there.
1: All right. And you can all check this out. Uh, It's all combined at one place. The Hollywood Reporter stuff, the, the podcast stuff, the newsletter stuff, the fine print is the best way to check it out. F I E N, the fine print. Okay. Indeed. All right. Well, let's get to uh, some TV stuff. I want to talk about some of the things that you've written for Hollywood Reporter and some of the reviews that you've done and things like that. But uh, we always like to, you know, because we talk on a Monday, and uh, when there is a new SNL that uh, is broadcast, you know, three days ago, we like to talk about it. Or it should, I'm sorry, it's a Tuesday. Sorry. Well, how silly of me. It's a Tuesday.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, I just can't, my problem is I just can't do the math, so I, yeah. I just assumed you were right. But anyway, right. No, how about it, let's say this past weekend's Saturday right. Night Live, which was hosted by Woody
1: Harrelson uh, and uh, and the Jack White was the yes, right? Jack White, yes, Jack yes. White was the musical guest. Uh, Woody Harrelson fifth time, so he became a part of the whatever the five timer club. Uh, but it was an interesting. I, there were things about the about the episode that I absolutely loved. There were sketches that made me fall off the chair laughing. Um uh I thought Woody was less than good uh for for most of it. Um and I don't still don't quite know what to make of the monologue, which got a lot of press um and a lot of buzz uh on the social medias and in the in, in, in the entertainment world because was it an anti vax monologue? Was it not? Also, how high was he? (laughs) Uh, During the entire show, he seemed just a little bit off. Uh, But first, let's start. First of all, what did you think of the show in general?
0: Well, I'm curious which of the things made you fall out of your chair other than I know your love for Heidi Gardner and her character on on Weekend Update. Yeah, I mean, that
1: (laughs) destroyed me. That absolutely destroyed me. Uh, uh, I watching, uh, Keenan pass out on the slingshot ride. I swear to God, I was peeing every time he passed out and that is as dumb a sketch as you'll ever get. But watching Keenan pass out on the slingshot ride made me laugh like really hard. Uh, the Cola uh, <laughs> commercial killed me the whole, that was, that was not bad. That, I, I will. That killed me. Um, and, uh, uh, who was the other, was the other weekend update, uh, uh, segment I thought was strong too.
0: Huh. Uh, now I'm now I'm even blanking on what that I'm was. Now blank I'm blanking. blanking
1: on who it was. But there was another weekend. There was another weekend update uh, segment that I thought was that I thought was funny. Um, and I liked the twelve fifty sketch in the gym. I thought the gym rat made me laugh. Uh, uh, so I liked I liked the the weirdness of the twelve fifty sketch. And for some reason, whatever weird thing that harrelson was on or what other weird 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 rhythm he was going with somehow worked in that sketch (laughs) it was the only time it was the only time that what he did that night kind of worked and it was it was in the gym sketch
0: i thought there were i thought he had funny beats in the uh the whale sketch um and i you know yeah
1: but that was such a wasted i don't know um
0: well, and that goes back again to the thing that we talked about either last visit or the time before, the fact that they simply do not know how to end sketches anymore. It is it is a oh, yeah. it is now manifestly clear yeah. that every single sketch ends before whatever the last punchline was supposed to be. I don't know what is up. You're right. You're right. I, it is but it is baffling to me. Like that's that yeah. sketch, it got to the end and I was like, "Wait, there had to have been another comedic beat to that sketch. How could right. that be what the and, sketch was? And, and that it just was kind what the of
1: sketch f- was faded off and yeah, but i the thing about to me that that that's that sketch, you know because of the kind of heat that Brendan Fraser and everybody has been taken for that movie on several levels, including the fact that brendan Fraser you know wore a fat suit. Um, there, there was no teeth to that sketch whatsoever. I there oh were things, god no. <laughs> there, there were things about there were things about it that made me laugh. Like there there were certain things about it that made me laugh because the the people in it are funny. Like everybody was funny. Like oh my god, he grew a beard and she had to dye her hair. Okay, I get it. And then every you know every once in a while, going back to Woody saying I gained four hundred and fifty pounds. Some of that was funny, but what I wanted to, if you were going to take on the whale, take it on, man. You know what I mean? Like do it. And I'm a fan of that movie. I'm the only person in the world that really likes that movie. I'm a big fan of it. And and but I wanted to see them rip it apart. I wanted to see them with some teeth, like really go after it. And even as a fan of the whale, I was like rooting for
0: them to tear it apart. And they didn't at all.
1: And No, there was
0: there was no angle to there was no angle, no edge, no teeth. So yeah. Yeah. vaguely baffling but yeah, yeah. but on the other hand i i think i chuckled at the at the makeup effects and yep. a, a couple of the things woody was doing and a couple of things the cast was doing but uh no it was a it was a pretty rough episode it was it was an episode where there were several things that were way high up in the show that to me felt like they were well, probably post-musical guests
1: yeah one things. of them being that the uh, please don't destroy i am like how the hell do those guys <laughs> get on at 10 40 how does that happen
0: i mean it I was, was it was way early for that oh, sketch i don't I don't know God. how that happened
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know because one of the you know because you know uh, sure <laughs> you know nepotism, I don't want to go to nepo baby, but uh you know
0: uh <laughs> yeah you know? i i was surprised I was surprised to see how early that one was, and that was another sketch where it didn't have an ending. It it just yeah sort of fizzled out. It was like okay, fine, ha ha ha. Woody's replacing the the redhead guy. Do they do they have individual names? I have no idea if they have individual I, names. I don't but... know.
1: I just I can't stand those. I just I don't get it at all. And 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 the sketches are every single one are the same. It's like here's a little weird moment, and then it builds and it gets more outrageous and more outrageous and more outrageous. And I got it. You got it. I I understand. I
0: get it. And it's not funny. And, and I. I definitely found them funnier when it was like 3 sketches in a season. Then I thought, "Okay, I can chuckle at this." The fact that it's now kind of every other week and oh. and as you say, it is basically the exact same sketch each time. So Every time. Every time. Yeah, not yeah. not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when and when it
1: showed up like literally uh Dan, when like they 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 faded from that from whatever sketch it was and all of a sudden it said, a, "Please do not destroy." I was like, "Wait, am I checking my watch here?" What the fuck? It's seriously, it's not even 11 yet. I'm talking central time. It's not even 11 yet. And you have here's a please don't destroy us on this early. I totally agree with what you were saying about stuff being up early in the show that shouldn't have been.
0: Totally. Well, and and similar, uh, you know, the Keenan sketch that you talked about, uh that was a that was a really good 12:50 oh, or yes. 12 or 12:35 yeah. sketch. Sure, the fact that sure. it was like the second or third sketch right. in the episode was right. also very <laughs> weird. But yeah.
1: But it made me laugh. Every time he passed out, I laughed.
0: I, I, absol- I absolutely <laughs> chuckled at it, but it's the kind of sketch that if it's the end of the show and I'm feeling right. punch drunk, I'm really right. appreciative of. But yeah. but yeah. top of the show, it's hard to be gotcha. <laughs> as amused. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and then there was the
1: monologue. <laughs> okay. Well, what is your – for people who, who might not have watched, and it's been getting a lot of press uh, and, uh, and stuff. Uh, it Try to describe the monologue that, <laughs> that Woody did at the top of the show. It
0: was just—it was an elaborate Shaggy Dog story that began with the "Ha ha ha!" People like me because I'm I'm purple. I'm sort of I'm, I'm I straddle the line between red states and blue states. I'm I'm every person, and he, and it was, and then it was "Ha ha ha!" I like weed and all of that, and so okay, I kind of liked. I was, I was mostly enjoying it in only in the sense of, okay, here is this very, very obviously high or very, very obviously paying homage to the idea of being a high yes. monologue. And so it was, okay, what are we going to get? What is the punchline going to be? What is, what is it going to build to? What is the whole purpose of this monologue going to be? And then it ultimately built to about how he was reading a science fiction script a about uh a government lockdown and drug cartels and the basically the message was that vaccine mandates are are evil and the stuff of science fiction and and you know definitely angry people in my twitter feed have tried to make it clear that this is not about being anti-vax this is about being anti this and then they throw out utterly insane figures regarding the number of people who have died related to the vaccine and it's like oh dear god um but it, but that I, I just could not fathom that that was what yeah. the monologue led to. It, it was yeah. baffling to me. <laughs> I agree, and I. But I
1: also I also want to say I also say this. I don't necessarily think that it was some sort of. I think more than anything else, I I, I per, per, personally I don't really think it's like some sort of big statement that Woody Harrelson was making. I think. It, it, whoever was writing it or whoever was credited for writing it, I think was taking that conflicted personality or image that he has and and doing something with it. Uh, it didn't work. Okay, clearly it didn't work, and it became uncomfortable to watch. Uh, but I don't think it was just sort of some sort of like anti, some big anti-vax statement by Woody Harrelson. I think it was just like more of like I'm I'm a you know I'm high and I'm Woody Harrelson and maybe I believe this and maybe I don't kind of a thing. Um, so now, 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 of course, can it be interpreted as how most people are interpreting it as that anti-vax thing? Absolutely. And that's one of the many reasons why it didn't work, um, on, on a lot of levels, but I just don't think it's as. Blatant, uh, some sort of like political statement that Woody Harrelson was making.
0: That's just- I, Well, I don't I mean, I don't know from what statement Woody Harrelson was or wasn't making, but certainly the people who agree with him or have been joyful about it. So yeah. they they felt that that's what yeah. it was. Um yeah. And you know, lots of lots of angry people on on the Twitter, and that's fine. No, it, I do, but I do think the, it, that it started off with the with the here is the eccentric politics. Yeah. Here are the eccentric politics of Woody Harrelson, and right. and right. I'm totally okay with that. You just have to decide where it's going. You right. it There has to be a beginning, a middle, and the end, and you have to know what the end is, and that's what the end was. So no, you're right,
1: you're right. But for me, the payoff of that whole monologue. Was embarrassing his uh, his assistant, which on, which it, was funny. I that was that the was... best part. That was the best part of the whole thing. Was like and clearly this was not like he didn't know about it. Like his assistant did not know that they were going to have you know muled drugs. <laughs>
0: oh, I I, it, I think he I think he knew. He,
1: I think. he may have. I mean, he may, well, if he did, then he did a great job of acting really embarrassed about being on camera. Or maybe he didn't know he was going to be on camera with the you know maybe it was he knew it was going to be in the monologue. But maybe uh, but, he didn't know they were going to show him on camera with an actual title card. He was, I don't he know. Was,
0: he was in the balcony, and and he had to have known that there was a camera up right there. That's yeah. that's one of those things where the people in the audience and the people in the balcony know where the camera is at all times. I I feel like. But okay, all right, that's just right. my well, guess. Well, whatever. It, it, either way, whether he knew
1: about it or he didn't know about it, it was funny. It was the it was by far without question the funniest part of the entire monologue.
0: Was that? I I liked. I liked the way it unfolded. I like I like a comedian who does, who can sort of be extremely digressive in their humor and can sort of, and then bring it back around. It's, it's yeah. one of the things that I think that uh, uh, Jim Jefferies, for example, does uh, tremendously oh, yeah. well. I yeah, think yeah. he is excellent at it, that yeah. he can sort of start one place, detour five different places. Yeah. And then when he brings it back around to the thing that it was always about, you go, ah, okay, that was good right. writing. Yeah. Um. This this did not feel no. It to did me not like that. that. It's, it's very very far from Jim Jeffries. Yeah. <laughs> very, I... very far. <laughs> so, but anyway.
1: Well, I mean, I thought the monologue was weird, and obviously it caused a whole bunch of uh, you know uh, craziness online, which is always a lot of fun. That got more people to watch it on YouTube and all that shit. Um. And overall, I didn't dislike the episode as much as you did because there was enough stuff in there that made me laugh. And again, Heidi Gardner, just I can't even stand it. I just. <laughs> I just, and, and I've watched that sketch like a hundred times. And now every time I watch it, uh, the, the segment that she did where she is the mother of four daughters and a son, <laughs> and, um, you, I just listened to Che laughing his ass off in the background. Cause you could just, hear <laughs> him just losing it. And uh, it was,
0: it was funny. Oh, I, unlike you, I can stand it. I can totally accept that, uh, yeah. that that was the thing she did, but <laughs> yeah,
1: I just, I just think it's, I think it's hilarious. I think she's great. And so, uh, Anyway, um, so, uh, all right. And then, uh, now we we, we have a, it's, it's a crap shoot Saturday because anytime a pro athlete comes in to host, you never know what you're going to get. Most of the time it's bad.
0: I so. feel as if he's probably going to be okay. I think he comes in with less in uh, this is Travis Kelsey for people right. who, who don't know of the Kansas state chiefs, um, right. because people do not remember the strange showtime show, uh, Moonbase eight, from three years oh, ago. Oh
3: God! <laughs> oh my God!
1: Wow! Holy shit, Dan! I'm completely that was gone out of my brain. Oh, trust until, me, I understand. Until right now, holy crap! I totally forgot. About
0: Yes, there okay. was Moonbase 8 <laughs> on Showtime that was 2019 or 2020, and it was Fred Armisen, it was John C. Right. Riley. Right. It was a fairly star-studded show, and it wasn't an awful show. It was just sort of a, a show that never really, to me, found its tone. Right. Uh, but, but Travis Kelsey was, was, the, was the best joke in the pilot of that show, and he was very, very engaged. And I have yeah. to believe that his yeah. being able to do that prepares him so that he should be. Yeah. Better than your average okay. athlete. And, Just my and, hope. And the other plus is
1: that, I don't know if you know this or not, but I you know, I kind of am obsessed with Heidi Gardner. I don't. know if I you am noticed, aware. She is, she is a massive Chiefs fan. Indeed. Uh, and so she's going to be featured, like probably in the <laughs> monologue, and she will definitely be doing the, the promos. I have no doubt in my mind that she will be doing the promos for this week, and I know she'll be in the monologue, and there's going to be a lot of Heidi. So that right there makes me happy. (laughs) That right there.
0: I am fine right now. (laughs) I I both I both understand and suspect that you are probably correct. (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, by the way, I
1: have to mention this. As you know, I sometimes have an excuse to drop this in. Hi,
2: I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show.
1: Um everybody was right. Cocaine Bear was shit. All right, that's all I wanted to say. It's Snakes on a Plane 2023, and everybody who told me that's what it was going to be, and I believe, including
0: you, I'm pretty um, sure I did. Though, yeah, I, uh, though I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, no, but... it is. You're right. Okay. You were right.
1: It's, t- and in fact, it's worse than Snakes on a Plane. And Carrie Russell is barely in it. No pun intended. uh literally in it for a total of ten minutes. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah. She's she's got a big she's got a big scenes at the end. And then sporadically, she shows up looking for her teenage daughter in the woods, and then that's about it. That's all she does. So
0: huh. I will, I will watch this one down the road when it pops up on streaming somewhere. I will it's be perfectly so happy to do it. it but it's I, so bad. it's so, I did not need so to go out to the movies
2: yeah. to see it.
1: So you said it to me. All my other friends said it to me, and I was like, "No, it's going to be great." And it, you were absolutely right. Twenty twenty three snakes on a plane, only worse. Okay, people, right.
0: se- people seem happy with it. So no,
1: they're having a good time. God bless them. Most of them exactly. were loaded, like all the parties. St- <laughs> Because seriously, there's a, we've got an Alamo now that just opened in Chicago here, an Alamo nice. Draft House. Yep. Just opened in Chicago across the street from Wrigley Field, and it opened up uh, like two weeks ago, and they were advertising it, and the place was packed because they sell booze and they bring it to you. And the people that I know who went to see it, who had a great time, I was like, were you loaded? And they were like, well, yeah, we were drunk. I'm like, okay, there you go.
0: So well, have, a, have
1: a few drinks, Dan, before you watch it. Have a couple of drinks. That's what I,
0: I will. Think. I will plan accordingly when it makes its streaming <laughs> debut. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to some of the stuff that, you're, uh, that you've reviewed, and everybody can check out all the reviews from Hollywood Reporter and all that other stuff at the Fine Print F-I-E-N. The Consultant. I'm very curious about this. Uh, Christoph Waltz is in it, and I think most people should be curious if Christoph Waltz is in anything.
0: Most people should be, and yet I'm finding that absolutely nobody is aware that it exists. For the most part, I, I saw nobody at all talking about it on Twitter over the weekend. I did but, not
1: know about it until I saw your piece. Honestly, yeah,
0: I don't, I don't. I mean, Amazon is Amazon is generally weird. Like either Amazon is going to saturation bomb marketing for things like. The way that you couldn't not know that the Lord of the Rings series was coming, for example, or else they're perfectly happy to let everything just fly under the radar and hope that, I don't know, that somebody is is getting toilet paper in bulk on Amazon Prime and that they go, oh, there's also a show with Christoph Waltz? Great, why not? Which I feel like is is uh. almost all of their business model, so whatever that's it's okay, it's it's a, it's a complimentary <laughs> service is what I
1: understand. it is i got gotcha. you yeah it
0: is so <laughs> so yes there is a show called the consultant it is it is based on a novel by bentley little um and it is a corporate satire horror hybridy thing um and christoph waltz is is probably really the he's the colorful supporting character is what he is he's not really the lead though he is the eponymous or titular consultant as you were um but it's set at a video game company in los angeles and in the opening scene the founder of the video game company is shot to death in his office which you know hilarious uh uh-huh. But, you know, Um, and then they're about to go out of business and in walks Christoph Waltz. He was he describes himself as a consultant and he was hired by the deceased founder to come in and get the company back on the right footing. And it's it's kind of a, a allegory, parable, whatever, of any situation in your professional life in which you've gotten a new boss and you've become instantly convinced that the new boss is the devil himself
1: oh boy um all right. not that i have any personal experience I, to that at I'm,
0: all i'm saying hypothetically right. you might know i right. might know everyone <laughs> might. it is very universal right. so yes, it, it doesn't and and i don't mind it as uh, an allegory type thing so anyway so christoph Waltz comes in and he's he's profoundly strange and uh and basically kind of pits co-workers against each other and and makes a strange situation and it just becomes a question okay so is he is he actually a demon or the devil or whatever or is he simply a tool of the capitalist machine and is that every bit as bad if he Mm -hmm. really is just a guy who's been brought in to cut all the corners make a cheap buck and undermine the entire company some people would tell you that is nearly as bad. I mean, not quite as bad as Satan being your boss, but come on in the same general vicinity. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it's not really very funny. Uh, It's not really very scary. It's a little bit unnerving and Christoph Waltz does the, the Christoph Waltz thing. And he does it tremendously well, but if the entire show is, built around twistiness. There's absolutely nothing twisty at this point to watching Christoph Waltz do this thing. It is what he does and he's been, you know, compensated well. He has multiple (laughs) Oscars, uh, which is kind of remarkable to me, but that doesn't mean he isn't great. It just means that watching him do his thing across an eight or 10 episode TV show at a certain point, you're like, okay, well, I've definitely seen him do this before. It's, you know, he's, he's giving a, a funny line reading and it's, it's ha ha ha. And you know, it basically to me, he, because Werner Herzog has been bound and determined to have his primary career be as a director and not as a movie villain, the world had to invent Christoph Waltz.
1: God, that is great. Yeah. Um, no, that's and so great. Like, that's, that
0: is so great, Dan. Yeah. And, and so that is what he does and you know it and you know the thing. So, and by the uh, way,
1: can I just mention speaking of SNL, his, uh, uh Taron Killam did a fantastic Christoph Waltz.
0: Fantastic. And, Tyrion Killam was, was somewhat underrated. Oh, very. I, I think
1: I think very, but I but I, I just want to say that like he killed as Christoph Waltz. He was hilarious, as, especially <laughs> especially when when uh, they did the Celebrity Jeopardy and he played Christoph Waltz on Celebrity Jeopardy. It's fantastic. So anyway, sorry. <laughs>
0: No problem, uh so yeah, so so Christoph Waltz is doing his thing, but technically, the stars of the show are nat wolf and uh brittany O'Grady uh people will know Brittany O'Grady from yeah. white Lotus uh yep. the first season, and yep. from Little Voice on apple t v Unfortunately, neither one of them really has a very interesting character That's too bad because
1: um, I like both of those people a lot.
0: Why do you like nat wolf a lot
1: uh wait am I am I, am I... Mixing him up with Nat is no, you know what I'm, I'm mixing. No, there
0: are there are the two wolves. They are. They are I'm brothers.
1: It, wait, I'm mixing up with with a, with Fox.
0: No, I think you're mixing up with Alex. I think you're missing mixing him up with his brother. And I just don't who, remember if the one on, you actually <laughs> who who was
1: on the sitcom from like 15 years ago or 10 years ago with Dakota Johnson. Uh, the uh, ben Oh, and, oh,
0: that's that. That's an F accident. Fax Okay, there you go.
1: Sorry, that's who I was thinking of. Sorry. Yes,
0: that is that is Oscar winning okay. screenwriter Nat Faxon. Yes, that guy.
1: That's the guy I
0: like. It's not him.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. When you said that, I, I guess I completely I pictured him. I pictured Nat Faxon,
0: who I like. Um, right. Well, I think I, I think it's possible you could also like Alex because I think Alex is uh, the one who was in Hereditary. I think is. Oh like. God, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Oh no, he rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay cool. So yeah. Right. So there,
0: yeah. there, there are. The, I'm. I initially. I, I went through like. I would say probably most of my life before realizing there were actually two Wolf people. Uh, uh, okay. That one is one is Alex and one is Nat. Nat is the one who is in this TV show. Alex is the one who was in Hereditary. Okay. Um and and I like Alex very very much. Okay, well he's not very, in the show. Very much. Okay, no.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hate to I hate to break oh, to you no, the no, thing I, th- the thing that you didn't realize before twenty five seconds ago. But uh, <laughs> okay. I, I this has been this has been a roller coaster for you, and I apologize. Um. <laughs> anyway Anyway, so uh, but neither one of them has much of a character it's also a very odd show because i would say there are only two supporting characters like normally if it's a workplace type show which this is they're like eight or nine characters sure. it's a it's an ensemble no yeah. there there are a bunch of people in the background who who have no dialogue and no names and there are basically two people who have characters it is however it's a it's a half hour dramedy type thing i'm i'm a fan of that as a format because it means that if i had to watch a full season of the tv show at least the episodes were only 30 minutes apiece um right. and so it's 30 minutes apiece there are only eight episodes um and where it got at the end of the eight episodes, I didn't think unfortunately was very interesting. Uh, but you know, if you like what, if you like watching Christoph Waltz, do the Christoph Waltz thing. Okay. This is your chance to do it.
3: Okay, cool.
1: Um, you know, we were talking about, uh, not dead yet the last time. And, and, uh, I what episode did you say cuz the last episode was the 4th episode was that the last one the, that aired was
0: The end of the 4th episode yeah. is where the show pivots I would absolutely, say. Absolutely
1: absolutely right and I have to say uh maybe I'm just uh, uh an idiot but it fooled me <laughs> I'm not kidding like I and it wasn't until the very moment like before she realized you know what what you know what happened that I went, oh shit, he's actually dead, isn't he? I didn't didn't even, like, it was like, you know, it was like, what? I guess what what people felt when they watched The Sixth Sense the first time, I was like, because I didn't feel that when I watched The Sixth Sense because I just didn't care. But in this one, I actually kind of cared because I like her. And then I went, oh wait, shit, he's dead. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and it's and and I think the reason why you don't realize it is I, I mean, I think it's relatively obvious,, uh, but I think the reason why you don't realize it is because it just didn't feel like it was that show before. right, exactly. yeah <laughs> like like that to me it felt like the kind of twist that you would throw in in season five or six, or yeah. if you wanted the show to suddenly become a different show, which I right. think is kind of what the show becomes in episode five. so well, I, I
1: have to say that you you know like that that moment I went, oh. And I actually thought that I thought the entire episode was actually pretty solid um and you know and Gina Rodriguez, I'll watch her do anything and and um and the flaws that you talk about and you know uh, about the show, I totally agree with, except I'm more bound to watch it because of her, but that last moment I went, oh man. You know, like I really felt something. I actually felt something while I was watching it, so I just wanted to mention that.
0: I, and, and I think I think it gives a hint that the show could become a show that wants to make you feel something. And if that yeah. is the thing that it wants to do, I have no objections to it doing it. I mm. just wish that the first three episodes hadn't been not particularly good and had no interest at all in you feeling anything. Right, so, right,
1: right yeah I mean for me it's carried by her she you know and 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 this episode I thought was solid which is a really nice ending but I will watch I will watch Gina Rodriguez do anything so
0: I think the fifth episode is is interesting and so okay. you know we'll 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 see and then I'll have to decide if I care enough to watch a sixth
1: <laughs> okay all right well um, speaking of let's stay along on that network the company you keep you reviewed that this week
0: indeed yeah. Uh company you keep uh, featuring featuring your favorite of Rory Gilmore's right. boyfriends uh, nice, man. I, <laughs> I, bl- I believe we we discussed this last time yeah. <laughs> your yeah. your love for for uh, for jess, jess and milo Lomantiv- metamilia yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yes the company you keep is uh based on a uh korean format uh by the way called-
1: he's not as mm. bad as logan sorry but go ahead
0: <laughs> oh no her her boyfriends were all awful they were all,
1: they were all awful but logan's the worst Okay, sorry. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> there, there. You, you will still <laughs> definitely find people out there who, who profess to be Team Logan.
3: Oh
1: God! All right. Well,
0: yeah. on the other hand, she shouldn't. She shouldn't have been with Jess, and she shouldn't have been with uh, with Dean. Jared, Ger- Jared Padalecki, Dean. Yeah. Yes. Well, you, you know prefer. how I have
1: you, do. You know how I describe the three guys with with D's, right?
0: Uh, no, I don't believe you do. Okay. Or Dean. I don't believe
1: I do. Okay. Dean is a doormat. <laughs> Jess is a dick. And uh, and Logan is a douchebag. Okay, I there you go.
0: Those are those are accurate and and simple. Format, dick, douchebag, boom.
1: None of them and, should have been without with with Rory.
0: And she can do better. Yes,
1: absolutely. but but All keep. Right. I am but, so keep, sorry. I've now derailed you again.
0: But um, keep in mind that Rory is also a serious problem. Absolutely, no question about it. <laughs> so so end of the day, she could actually deserve any one of them because okay. Rory right. is a problem. <laughs> Yeah, but but she's my
1: problem. I love her.
0: I I understand completely, and I am generally with you on this.
1: Uh, (laughs) All right, sorry.
0: The company you keep, it's with
1: Milo Ventaniglia, and he doesn't get killed by a crockpot in this.
0: He he does not, or not in the first couple episodes I've seen. Um, And so it's based on a Korean series called My Fellow Citizens, which I definitely haven't seen, though I've definitely read a few words of the uh, Wikipedia description, and it seems like it's... A somewhat different show that they are are making oh. here, okay. uh, but you know whatever because I don't suppose you've watched my fellow citizens.
1: Uh, I have not, and I have the company you keep uh, on my DVR.
0: So while it is based on that, it it is much more similar to a bunch of shows that uh, that ABC has been trying to do in recent years. There was a Shonda Rhimes produced drama called The Catch which starred Peter Krause and Murray Enos. Oh, yes, yes. Which had basically the identical plot. I guess I should probably say what the plot is then in that case. Uh, the, the plot is that Milo is from a, a family of, of con men. He is a brilliant con artist, uh, and his sister is played by Sarah Wayne Callies from The Walking Dead. His father is played by uh, Bill Fickner from Many, Many mm. Things. Yes. Uh, his My friend is-
1: got shot by him in The Dark Knight
0: but not in real life not in I
1: real life him. no he was he's the clown he's one of the clowns in the beginning the who robs the bank and fickner well, it, shoots it, Fickner shoots him he with was, a, he, he's the one who was shot with a shotgun my friend matt O'Neill was shot by
0: william fickner nice. i mean if he was if he was shot by his character it would have had to have been early in the movie so yeah uh, yeah,
1: yeah no it's fickner shot him and he and he's like there was the coolest moment of my life was i was shot by william fickner who we all love so
3: it,
0: he is he is great and uh, his mother's played by 30 something veteran polly draper oh, yeah. um so anyway, they they're con artists. Um things go wrong on their on their latest con and uh, he's very unhappy. Um at a hotel bar he meets a very attractive woman. They lie to each other. They have a a romantic and flirty one-night stand. Uh he doesn't know what she does. She doesn't know what he does. Well, it turns out that She works for the CIA. Uh, So and she's investigating the thing that went wrong in his most recent Uh, con. So a game of cat and mouse ensues Uh, there. There's a lot of exposition here, and I would say it's about an episode and a half of people explaining the premise to you. And the premise is a little twisty, but it's not complicated. You've seen versions of this a thousand times. They could have done it in 20 minutes. They didn't. Um, But ultimately, kind of where the show ends up, starting in probably the second half of the second episode, I thought was was decent enough. It's not like it's not great. It's not rewriting the rules. But her family, uh, they're determined, and uh, she incidentally is played by Catherine Heine Kim. I I do not know her at all, but I like her very much here, and she mm-hmm. and Milo have have good chemistry. And anyway, so her family. Uh, They aspire to be the Asian American Kennedys, and so her father is a former governor of, I believe, Maryland. Uh, Her brother is a senator running for re-election, so it's kind of this paralleling of two different versions of family businesses, and um, I I thought that was interesting enough, And, and so... I really think I probably will watch a couple more episodes of this just to see how the show settles in cuz it's it's sort of frothy and you know they do heists and so the music goes into let's be jaunty and jazzy and do heist music you know exactly what it sounds like without my describing it anymore right. uh the, the, you know split screens all that all that stuff that is so basically yes we've watched Ocean's 11 we we yeah. get it um yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's but it's not awful and I I thought the first episode was clunky. I thought the second episode was a little bit smoother, and I will definitely check out the third just to see where it goes, I think. Cool, cool.
1: Well, it looks, it looks pretty cool. I got it on my DVR, and I will catch up with it uh, for sure. Um, do we know how it's... Do, did Did people watch it? Do we know?
0: There's There's no way to know... Anything anymore on the basis of a first night and first week ratings? There's there's just no way because yeah. everyone you know ABC knows that anyone who's going to watch this show is going to watch it eventually on Hulu, and so they'll know what the numbers are, and it'll be a total secret, and yeah, we'll we'll just have to take their word for it.
1: We were talking about this. I I, I was uh, met up with a couple of friends who I hadn't seen in a while, and we were talking about uh, how uh th- like things are met like the popularity of things are measured now and and I, and i was like well uh one of one of my friends works for discovery uh and we were discussing about you know like well you don't know how things do on discovery plus so you don't know how things are because they are responsible for releasing it and they, they either tell you or they don't tell you and they could make stuff up and you don't know and that's kind of true right when it comes to like the streaming do we really ever know how well something is doing or how many people are watching it
0: no, it is it is completely a matter of feel at this moment. And, and this is really tough for me because, as, as you and your listeners know, I spent many, many years doing ratings every single morning yeah. and writing up what the audience was. And you would know the morning after a show premiered, okay, well, that's dead or that's a hit or whatever. And now sometimes you can look at the ratings and you can go, okay, a lot of people really did want a night court reboot. For example, yeah. you you look at the numbers and you go, okay, that's doing pretty decently. Right. But otherwise you just don't. And it, and so for me, it, it, it comes down to did I see people in my bubble talking about it uh, on social media? Did people want to come and talk to me about, you know, come on Twitter and, and ask me about it. it that's, but that's, entirely unscientific it's meaningless it's right, it's right. it's it's my bubble and my self-curated bubble did it respond or did it not and that's not a way of knowing and yeah. it, it, you yeah. you look at there are numbers that are available but they're all from different third-party services that are, have strange methodologies or they're from the networks themselves, but they're only uh, um, piecemeal numbers. So you can't trust right. anything Netflix tells you. You right. you can't trust anything that whatever tells you. And then Netflix is constantly doing this, where a show was in their 10 most watched uh, module and then it gets canceled two weeks later. And you're like, okay, well, then how am I supposed to know right. what actually is successful or not? No, it's it's incredibly frustrating when did that start I mean as someone who
1: did this daily who covered ratings and talked about it and wrote about it all the time when did you start to notice that this became irrelevant
0: well it had it had been a gradual shifting thing because more and more uh the networks were valuing live plus three uh, as a as a DVR number live plus three day ratings and then live plus seven now you'll get networks giving you live plus thirty one um but there was there was just a long time where the networks were trying to get reporters who did what I did to consider not running the overnights because they were misleading. Mm. And for years they were doing that. Uh, But then it's, it's really been probably the past, I would say seven or eight years because of the centrality of, of Hulu and then the centrality of, of Netflix and all of that. So, so in those cases where there were zero numbers, like at least with when it was broadcast and you were still getting the ratings. It was representative of something that didn't mean what it used to mean before, but it was still a number. Right now, it's just completely invisible. Right, fascinating. Uh,
1: okay, so uh, by the way, uh, Animal Control, I lasted uh, one uh, one episode. Uh, which I, as I, I texted which... you, I texted you because I, I felt that you didn't warn me enough because we never even spoke about it. But I think it's one of those shows that needs to be warned.
0: People need to be warned. <laughs> I, I regret not warning you more. Oh my that God. is definitely on me. Uh, though, when you texted me, I did very quickly let you know that episode <laughs> yes. three does feature a kangaroo kicking a guy in the balls. Right, and I immediately was like,
1: well, there you go. That sums it all up. That's Joel McHale's new comedy, and I use the word it, comedy very loosely. Good Lord. It is
0: it is such a, it's, a strange show because it's, yeah. it's not funny. Oh, my God. The the scripts feel like they were in somebody's drawer for a decade, more. In, in I think, the same episode as the kangaroo kicking the guy in the balls, uh there's a joke where someone is doing drugs and there's an extended joke about the double rainbow guy. Do you remember the oh, double rainbow on, guy? Come
1: on. Seriously?
0: Yes. The double <laughs> rainbow guy who went briefly viral, I believe twelve years ago. At least, yeah. There yeah. there is a there is a central joke where the punchline of it is something about the double rainbow guy. Uh, and and all wow. I could do was think, wow, that's the this, that's I, the reference you got yeah, there.
1: Yeah, that's the reference you got there. So for anybody who was watching I don't know. You turn on MTV at three o'clock in the morning, and you see uh, an old episode of Ridiculousness because it's on twenty four seven, and they because they did a lot of jokes about the double rainbow guy on that. So okay, maybe someone maybe they're aiming for people who watch re- reruns of Ridiculousness. I don't know. Wow, I'm that is a that is a I'm that reaching. is a
0: limited target yeah, demo. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, a- unwatchable.
1: I said, and I watched it. I you know, I I watched the entire episode, and I was like, I will never ever watch uh, Animal Control ever again.
0: Yeah, I watched. Three episodes, because that was what they made yeah. available, and and I do not believe that I will tune in because there yeah. there was there was nothing after three episodes where I said okay, I can keep watching. Even for... even
1: the kangaroo kicking the guy in the balls that didn't do it for you. That
0: I've, it for you. I've seen it once. There's no way they're doing it again. <laughs> oh really? I don't know about that. I mean, not until sweeps. <laughs> I don't know uh,
1: not until sweeps. After we just talk about how ratings don't mean anything anymore. Exactly. Oh, trust That's me. Fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah. No. Th- <laughs> I assume that once they've done a kangaroo kicking a guy in the balls, they will not return to that for a little while. Right. Um yeah. yeah. Right. No nothing nothing maybe, here. Maybe
1: they'll go with wallaby kicking somebody in the nuts. I don't know.
0: <sighs> Who's got the budget for that? I don't. Exactly. All right. What
1: are you writing about? <laughs> what have you been watching or going to watch? Are you excited about anything that you're going to review or watch that you can tell us about without uh, the I'm embargo trying thing? to
0: think I'm trying to think of what there are embargoes for because um so okay, so HBO has an upcoming show called Rain Dogs, which is a British working class show. Nobody you've ever heard of in it. Uh, No particular hook to it that I could even describe. It's a a sort of working class comedy that's about working class comedies. It's from a first time showrunner. And uh, it's, it's a very promising show that I really can't particularly describe. But Daisy May Cooper and Daisy May Cooper, who you will like, and the reason you will like her, Nick, mm-hmm. is because she created the British show that became a little Fox hit called Welcome to Flatch. Ah, okay. So it star- it stars Daisy Mae Cooper, who also has a Hulu show that's coming out, I think, in April. So this is the spring of Daisy Mae Cooper. Uh, but yes, she is the co-creator of the original format of Welcome to Flatch, which is not called that um and she is and she is the star here and it's it's about a a single mother uh with drinking problem and no money who's trying to raise a 10 year old girl and i can't describe it any better but it is it is an interesting Hmm. show uh that premieres next monday and then i watched a couple episodes of uh of true lies coming to cbs that uh um. Yeah, which for which I also rewatched the movie, which I haven't oh, seen in a long time. God. It is a. It is uh, a strange movie. Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad movie. Uh It's it's a, uh, I mean I I agree with you it's a bad movie but some of the stunts in it are still oh, outrageously yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: unfortunately it's just the movie's shit but I, but yeah I mean some oh. great stunts. No it but, is it is racist as hell oh, it is horrible. misogynistic as hell but yeah. some of the stunts I mean they yep. have the stuff with the Harrier with the Harrier jets yep. that is impressive stuff. Totally
1: agree totally agree totally agree and uh and uh i don't know are you going to be the next no we're only talking in a couple of weeks so you won't you you will have not seen any of the new season of yellow jackets yet
0: uh no no i okay. i do not believe that i will they have not sent out screeners okay. we we did get screeners for the first episode of ted lasso though but uh okay but okay. i have not had time to watch I'm, it yet, i'm but much soon. more
1: exci- i'm much more excited about yellow jackets <laughs>
0: i well i think it, when it comes to excited i think i'm definitely more excited about yellow jackets and i like ted lasso a lot i'm just Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just more curious about yellow jackets. Gotcha.
1: Okay. All right, Dan, always a pleasure. Everybody should check out uh, the Fine Print, F-I-E-N. Check out the podcast. Check out all the articles and all the cool stuff. Uh, And, Dan, thanks. And thanks for having the patience because I just derailed so much uh, this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that is just the way the television landscape works.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm glad you understand. All right, Dan, thanks, buddy. Till the next time. All right, there you go. Dan Feinberg, uh, he's the best. Also the best, Esmeralda Lee.
3: Esmeralda. Yeah, Esmeralda Leon Yeah, Esmeralda I'm talking about that Esmeralda Esmeralda Leon Yeah, Esmeralda Yeah, yeah Oh, Esmeralda Leon
0: Yeah, yeah Get yourself some asthma Love me some asthma
1: Esmeralda Leon, that's the theme that we hear that Jason Skaggs composed, performs and sings and uh, we always uh, get to say hello to Esmeralda, Esmeralda Leon, hi Esmeralda,
4: hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm all right. Hey, you're back from Mexico. Uh, Although I am, you know, if you are a regular listener to the show, we didn't miss a beat. You weren't. You didn't miss anything.
4: Oh, of course not. No,
1: but you've been on every uh, well, the one episode (laughs) in between. Um, so how was it? And uh, and and tell me a little bit about uh, some of the stuff you did. And I'm sure it was great. You ate and you drank and you did all that stuff.
4: Yeah, it was super good. We just uh, hung out on the beach. Our routine was wake up. Go to the beach, be at the beach, go back to the room, get changed, and then go eat, and then go back to the room, and then wake up, and then go to the beach. Got it. <laughs> Got
1: it.
4: It was a very, uh, str- it was a very uh, dedicated schedule. <laughs> I uh
1: yeah, well that's what you should do. If you're going you know, if you're gonna be gone for five days in Mexico uh and you know, in February, that's what you should do. That's exactly what yes. that's that seems like that should be the schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I did see some of the things that you were posting on your social mm-hmm. medias. Uh mm-hmm. you you encountered uh some uh, critters
4: yeah. while you were now, um this didn't happen the last time. Well, it happened kind of, but not really um not like this not like this so, <laughs> so now you've
1: had in the past in your trips to Mexico you have uh you've stayed at like um B- airbnbs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they're like right on the beach or near the beach or something like that and and sometimes you know some sort of animal life wildlife or insects they tend to get into where you're staying cuz that's a normal thing
4: right so where we were staying are these cabanas that um you know they're they're buildings but like the roofs are kind of thatch, <laughs> right. and so there's like openings and stuff. It's not like sealed yeah. tight right. or anything. I, I love how you uh, said.
1: I love how you see you prepping it. Well, they're buildings. I, I mean, them.
4: yeah, it's not like I was in a hut or something. Right. No, like I, they I they truly had walls and like right. plumbing and <laughs> yeah. lights and everything. It's just but, that yeah, it's not. You know, the windows were screen. The windows were just screens. Like they didn't have glass, so um, it was just the screen on there. Um and yeah, you could see like there are areas on the roof where you could kind of see out. Yeah, so it wasn't like sealed shut or anything. So yeah, there was a chance of well, there was always like little tiny ants everywhere, mm-hmm. but that didn't bother me because whatever you live, this is your home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing that freaked me out was, and this didn't happen last time, but at about okay, so also the the bed has a mosquito net so you can yeah. put that down onto the bed so then you're not eaten up right. by mosquitoes which we made the mistake last time we did not use and i got eaten up this time we did it um so you're encased in this netting which is kind of fun but i was getting out of bed it was 4 30 i was gonna use the bathroom i turn on there's a side lamp i turn that on and i see a scorpion
1: <laughs> yeah see
4: i see a scorpion and it's like looking at me and then it just crawls under the bed and i'm like oh cool now how big a uh, scorpion how big a scorpion are we talking it was about it was fairly it was fairly small it was probably yeah. probably like the size of like it's probably like the length of a finger okay maybe a little smaller so like
1: a matchbox uh, car like the size
4: of almost, yeah. Okay, but this has pincers and. No, 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 it's a no! It's enough,
1: Esmeralda. It's a fucking scorpion. That's enough. Yeah, I don't care how it's big still it a is. Scorpion. I, I scorpion. No, no, no! It's exactly. I mean, I just was trying to get a uh, an idea of. How oh big yeah, it yeah. Was. But the point no, is, sure. I don't give a shit how small it is. It's a fucking scorpion. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's so a
4: scorpion. Yeah. So the scorpion, <laughs> I I wake, I turn on the light, and the scorpion's like, "Oh hi," and then walks under the bed, and I go, "Oh no,", no. and I did promptly. He, did, yeah. I promptly close the matting the the netting back up and just sit on the bed until essentially the sun rises. Oh man!
3: Because
4: <laughs> I was frightened. Yeah. Uh, I also, in that very moment when the the damn scorpion goes under the bed, I turn my head to the left, and on on a wall near the door is a cockroach, and I'm like, oh cool, oh man. great, they've all just c- come out and. Uh, to say wow. hi. Yeah.
1: Well, the lights were out. Now, hold on a second, though. Did you get to go to the bathroom? Were you stuck on the? Did, did you? Um. Not
4: go to, so I was stuck on the. Well, I wasn't. St- I. That was my choice. To. Yeah. No. I understand. Bed. No. I.
1: I clearly understand. But did you? Um, did, you did you? Were you brave enough I did eventually. The sun rose. Yeah. So the sun rose, and I made a rose? whole
4: plan. Well, yeah, because then that way, like, there was more light in the room. Right. Without me having to turn on lights that I couldn't really reach. I gotcha. So, <laughs> I gotcha. Um so I made this I devised this whole plan how I'm gonna jump off of the bed and my shoes were on the ground and so I was gonna jump off of the bed and grab my shoes there were sneakers so I was like I'm gonna grab those and they're heavy and I can smush it if need be or whatever fight it (laughs) um and also there was a barrel of like a Hinckley and Schmidt bottle you know Uh, like the water cooler things that was in the room and I was like okay I'll grab that and I'll just throw it on top that way it's like under there and i don't have to deal with it um so i had this whole plan i the cockroach was taken care of there was the stand-up lamp or not lamp um fan that because eventually the cockroach fell to the floor and started walking towards the bed and i went oh no 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 so through the netting i grabbed the stand-up fan and one of its legs and i just went whoop Killed covered the cockroach. So I was like, all right, taking care of one, one of two. So I do this whole elaborate thing. I make it to the bathroom. I come back with my shoe and the, in the Hinkley and Schmidt bottle. (laughs) And, um, I actually ran to the other room, which is my friends in the other cabana. And I was, I was like, come help me. And he's like, no. (laughs) Uh So I give, he gives me his flashlight, which I then used to look for the the damn scorpion that i'm about to fight gone gone no sign of it no sign of it and i was like okay well i I don't see it and there's not many places for it to go so i guess we're just gonna have to. that's it so then afterwards every day when i'd come into the room i would turn on the light that was on the next to the door so i would just stick my hand into the room turn on the light and then open the door real wide and just look around yeah I don't blame you. <laughs> um, and then I never saw it. Never saw anything again until the day before we left. Uh, it it arrived and it walked into the toilet, and I was like, "Cool!" And I ran. <laughs> I ran to get the Airbnb owner because he was <laughs> he lives on the on the premises. Yeah, and um, he was like out, and I could hear him and stuff. And I'm like, "Please help me!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes over and he's like, "Oh, I've been bitten by bigger." Scorpions and I'm like, okay, cool, but please, can you get this one? Yeah, and he's looking at, it, he kills it with a a flip flop, and he's just like, oh, that's like an ant, and I'm like, okay, Well, <laughs> still, it's a scorpion. Right. Thank you. Right.
1: You know, it's it, I, I would have nightmares because those two creatures are mm-hmm. two are are number one and number two on my list of things that freak me out.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. They seriously, yeah.
1: they are, and and and, yeah. and and I had the unfortunate. Experience of living in an in, you know a place that eventually was infested with roaches where we had to move, yeah. Uh, like we, you know, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And so I'm talking like going in the bathroom, turning the light on, and they scatter like that kind of. Oh
4: yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so these these are like these are just there.
1: Like yeah. it doesn't matter. It's, no, it's because their, of the weather. Their, yeah, no, it's their place. You're you're invading. So the place. yeah, 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 yeah,
4: and they're kind of large. Yeah, they're no. not like as yeah. small as the ones we see around here yeah. for the most part. I yeah. know there's big ones. But yeah, those are just naturally larger. Yeah.
1: And and, and scorpions scorpions, scorpions yeah. completely fucking freak me out. They are they I mean, them. yes. They completely freak <laughs> me out. Uh it, it, you know, uh, the only good scorpion is uh either Klaus Meine from uh, from the band and if if a scorpion doesn't start singing <laughs> Love Drive or, you know, I don't care. There they're a bad scorpion. Could you
4: imagine if it just started singing at me? If I, it started no. th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting yeah. I was expecting to fight it. It was gonna yeah. turn into a Star Trek. Like a da like we were gonna right. go after. By the it. way,
1: it's so weird that you do that because the guy who composed that music just passed away at like a hundred and two. Oh, huh. The guy who who the guy who famously Goodness. composed that you know, that whole that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no no scorpions, you know, unless a scorpion comes out and starts singing, you know, big city. Big city. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, no, and they, it, they, was, they, it was it was quite a
4: it was quite a thing. I I did not really sleep.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. No, I wouldn't be. Able I slept to sleep. No. in
4: like in like bits and pieces. Yeah. So. <laughs> I
1: I don't blame you. I would be freaking out, too, if there were scorpions and cockroaches anywhere near me. So, yeah, I was
4: excited to come home on the sole idea that I could go to my room and sleep in a bed where there were no scorpions scorpions or cockroaches.
1: Now, now I will say this, though. One of the creatures that I saw very early uh, in stuff that you were posting, my favorite animal. So you had my two least favorite animals. Oh, right. See, I my forgot two, my, my, my My two least favorite creatures on the earth are cockroaches and scorpions. They freak me out, and I hate them. Yeah. But my favorite creature on the planet, and my favorite animal on the planet, you hadn't you had an encounter with?
4: Yeah. And you were a little.
1: You were freaked out though, right?
4: Well, it's more like please don't jump on me type of I, situation. Like right. you're cool. Like fine, you sit yeah. there, but please don't jump on me and that creature or on my face way, while I'm sleeping.
1: We're talking about a frog, and so. Uh, yeah. I, I I love them. I adore frogs. What so how big again? How big and what you know so
4: lo- tiny. Yeah. So little. little. Yeah. Like the size of your like fingernail. Yeah. Like it was he was a very tiny little baby, oh, little tiny uh, frog thing. I'm already in the And my with friend my him. friend helped me. My friend helped me. He he took it out. Yeah. Um he he's like, Oh, it's slippery. And I'm like, That's why I'm not touching it. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It but was he, yeah. But,
1: but that, so that was just one encounter with a teeny little frog.
4: Yes. And okay. then there were there were little um not iguanas, um little lizards, little lizards roaming sure. around yeah. that I I've seen. Yeah. I saw one while I was showering too. They're up on the ceiling and I'm like, "Hi, can I yeah. help you?" Yeah, there
1: you go, man. That's what <laughs> But they get. just kind
4: of sit there and they're like, "What?"
1: For some reason, the lizards don't bother me that much and
4: I love frogs. But squirrels Yeah, they're fine. They're scorpions. fine as long as they don't touch me. Don't touch yeah. me. Don't yeah. like go about your business. Yeah. Please leave me alone. Okay.
1: Well, I'm glad that you survived your, uh, your yeah. animal experiences. There. Oh,
4: and actually, and while we were there, we were on the beach and this woman came up, she was, um, being helped by her friends and you could see she was like wounded somehow. Uh, she stepped on a manta ray and got oh, stung God. on her foot. Did... I was like, oh, okay. oh, did
1: you, did everybody cool. pee on it? Did y'all, did y'all pee on it?
4: Uh, no, I think they said that they did earlier. Um, <laughs> you're to but yeah, she just that, got right? kind of get... stung. Right. I don't know. I thought that was jellyfish.
1: Yeah. Jellyfish, I guess. I know. Uh, you know. I don't
4: think it's manta rays. Yeah. Cause you see, my, my
1: immediate response is you get, st- oh, let's just pee. That's my immediate response. Just pee on it. <laughs> let's just pee on it, man.
4: That seems to work. It's like, that's not going to help at all.
1: Whatever. Just try. <laughs> now, you know the story. I've, I've told you the story before, right? About what George, you know, you, you know, um, the creep show the film that George Romero made based, based on the Stephen King stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And the final story in that uh, film is EG Marshall in an unbelievably clean environment in his penthouse uh, uh, suite apartment uh, Mm -hmm. that suddenly gets invaded by roaches. Oh Um, Lord. And it's, and that's one of the reasons why it's so effective is because like this guy is a clean freak. The entire place is white. You know what I mean? And suddenly mm-hmm. he's in. It's infested with thousands and thousands of roaches, and I'm talking about. And I'm talking my about,
4: worst nightmare.
1: And I'm talking about like not just the regular ones, the stuff you're talking about, like the tropical ones, like the huge, mm-hmm. giant ones. Yeah. And, and so it's a terrifying. It's the be, It is by far the best and most effective and most terrifying story in Creepshow. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, at the time that movie came out, that's when I was living in the house with the roaches. Oh and no. So I was beside myself when I saw it. Uh, we moved since uh we moved. It was the actually the place that uh, I grew up in. Um and um you know we lived there for a, a total of 18 years at around mm-hmm. 7 at, at around year 17 some people moved in downstairs and they brought the roaches with them cuz you know that's that Ugh. And uh, so, you know, like we suddenly, you know, like about two months after they moved in, we were like, whoa, because I would go into the bathroom and go, what is what is the first time ever we ever had roaches? Ugh. And we had exterminators come out. and We couldn't get rid of them. So we moved. You know what I mean? Like we and we were yeah. planning on moving. We were planning on moving anyway. My folks and I were planning on moving anyway. Um, but this just accelerated the process. We were like, look, because we knew, you know, long story short, we knew the person who was building, uh, like setting up an apartment on the west side, northwest side for us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, can you do that faster? Because we got to get out of here. <laughs> and so we had to have everything. We had, uh, you know, our apartment on Addison. This was when I lived by Wrigley. We had our apartment on Addison completely bombed. You know how they come in and they bomb everything? Yeah. The yeah. exterminators, we had everything bombed. Then we moved everything. And then we moved everything in, didn't unpack it, bombed our new apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. And then unpacked everything and then had an exterminator come out and spray everything. And then we were fine. Then it was fine. But that Oof. that for about seven months, we lived in an apartment that these people downstairs. I don't know what I don't know, have no idea what happened. but When they moved in downstairs, they brought roaches with them, Yikes. and um, it was terrible. And so I saw Creepshow at that time. You know what I mean? Like so, I when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, and not only it's effective. if you live in a place that doesn't have roaches, and you watch that scene, you it's it's skin crawl. You would not survive. Have you? You haven't seen it, have you, Esmeralda? No, I oh, no, no. You would you no. literally within two minutes you would die. No, nope, and I'm out. And the and the whole ending of the of the of the scene, the whole ending of the story is. The his he, he dies, and when his body when he hits the ground, his body splits open, and a million roaches come out of his mouth and his eyes and his chest. And oh, shit. cool! Yeah, great. So, so anyway, my my story is they shot um, that movie as they've shot, as many of the movies uh, are shot. That George Romero is from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so when before he moved to Canada late, later in his career to shoot in Toronto because it was cheaper and nobody ever gave George money. <laughs> they never, nobody ever gave George money to make movies. Yeah. He, always, he always struggled. Um, but anyway, they, he shot a lot of his stuff in Pittsburgh. And so he mm-hmm. shot Creepshow in Pittsburgh. And they had exotic roaches shipped in from you know, the Mediterranean and from around the world. Because mm-hmm. they wanted, like, crazy-looking, real fucking roaches. They didn't want to make—you know, Tom Savini was the makeup guy, and they didn't want Tom Savini to make roaches yeah. that looked fake. They wanted real roaches. So they had them shipped in from around the world, these flying roaches and the huge ones the size Ugh. of your—you know, like, big ones that are, like, bigger than your cell phone. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that kind of—and and so they kept them— <laughs> in storage, okay, be- between the shooting, okay sure so they had so they they brought the they brought the roaches to the set which was in Pittsburgh, and they would use them and then they would you know they had a, they had two cockroach handlers on set <laughs> that was their credit. if you look at the movie, Cockroach handler was the win of two people, and so they would take these roaches, these insane thousands and thousands of different kinds of roaches, and then they would load them up and store them in the basement at Carnegie Mellon. Uh, mm-hmm. at the college, so my friend Allison Kane, who is a member of the factory theater and a good friend of mine, um, and she's married to my one of my best buddies, Matt, Manny, uh, Manny Tamayo, who is a factory person. She is she went to school at Melag- uh, Car- Carnegie Mellon, mm-hmm. and when she went to school, it was about five years after Creep Show, and that wing was infested with roaches because. Ugh. Because of Romero host, because of Romero storing it, so there was a period of time for about four years in the mid '80s where Carnegie Mellon was infested with roaches because of Creepshow.
4: Oh God! <laughs>
1: I mean, they got rid of all the roaches. You know what I mean? They got rid of all the ones that came in, cleared everything out. But you can you, you know what? When when there's one roach, there's going to be more, and when you have like thousands of them, you know and then so like like I, I, Allison would tell me stories about going down to the basement, you know, whatever a storage area or something in a Carnegie Mellon and everybody was terrified because you went down there and all these weird cockroaches were still there years after creep, years after like, creep I creep
4: would down. never be like I don't care what's down there. Someone yeah. else go get it cuz I ain't going yeah. down there. <laughs> and then they finally finally, you know, they
1: like they they did some, you know, uh, extensive and and really extreme exterminating and they got rid of it. But for a good like couple of years in the mid 80s um Carnegie Mellon was infested with cockroaches and I told that story to Romero um and he laughed his ass off he's like yeah it's true I was like is that true he's like yep (laughs) so but at least you weren't staying at the it could have been worse Esmeralda it could have been the basement Carnegie Mellon in the mid-80s
4: could have been oh god
1: yeah (laughs) uh oh oh, wait a minute hold it
2: hi I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show Carrie's mad at me. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and Aww. I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. Okay. Hi, I'm all Carrie right, Russell, I know. and okay. I love See, Nick's show.
1: Carrie's mad. You gotta go. Uh, because I thought Cocaine Bear was a piece of shit.
4: <laughs> well,
1: she's, she's
4: they all can't be winners. <laughs>
1: but, I, but deep down, Carrie Russell knows it's terrible.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, she was probably like, you know what? Why not? Let's do this yeah. damn movie. You're going to um, pay me money? She was, okay.
1: She was lovely on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. She was on Jimmy Kimmel last week, That, that, that you know, like uh, the night before the movie came out. And, you know, her mm. appearance was great. And she clearly knows that she's in a piece of shit but was having fun with it. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, it, the, the problem was I was up for it. You know I was, Esmeralda. I was so yeah. excited for it. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, it's Snakes on a Plane. You know what I mean? It's that stupid. It's just, right. here's the title, Cocaine Bear. And that's it. And it's 90 minutes of a bear <laughs> doing coke and killing people. And after about the third killing, I'm like, man, this is going to be a long night. And it's, ter- it's even worse than Snakes on a Plane. Oof. So Carrie's a little mad at me. So Carrie, she's outside. I'm
4: I'm sure she'll get over it.
1: Yeah. I mean, considering (laughs) the movie, you know, it made $25 million over the weekend. So she's fine. Oh, wow. So she's like, yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. Yeah, she's giving me the finger.
2: I love Nick's show.
1: She's giving me the finger, and she's got a sign that says, my movie made a lot of money, so shut up. (laughs) Wow.
4: It's okay, Carrie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She's fine. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, I was so hyped about it. You know how excited I was, Esmeralda. I was so excited. And uh, it was bad.
4: Yes, anyway. I'm. I'm sad for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but also like cocaine bear. I know.
1: You know what I, I, know. I mean. Like, I know. I, but I felt. I felt. <laughs> it v- was
4: a movie about a bear yeah. that did cocaine. Exactly.
1: And how good can that be? Ultimately, you know, when you think about it. And, right. But the, but the thing is, I you know, like I love Elizabeth Banks. She directed it. I love her. Um, but she's not a good director. Like, this is the third movie she's directed. All three of her movies are bad. And so I'm like, all right. And I was just kind of hoping. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, I should have known. And I mean... And my friends were like, a lot of my friends were like, "Dude, it's gonna be snakes on a plane." I'm like, "No, it's gonna be good," you know. And then it was fucking. <laughs> that snakes was your on a denial. Plane. Yeah, it totally because Just Carrie Russell was in denial. it. Total denial. And yeah. the trailers were hilarious, and the and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, awesome!" And it was Ray Liotta's last movie, and he's embarrassingly bad in it. And then they dedicate the movie to him at the end. I'm like, "Oh god, oh boy." So it's bad. Anyway, but it made a lot of money, and, I, you know, and a lot of people are like, you need to lighten up, dude. I'm like, no, it's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> terrible movie. So, anyway. Um, all right. Hey, Magic Megaphone. Are you ready for our Magic Megaphone for the week? Oh, yeah. And uh, did you miss the Magic Megaphone while you were away?
4: Oh, of course.
1: Oh, by the way, we gave a Magic Megaphone away. Uh, at our last... You weren't there at Zany's. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It was fun. Amy was. Amy did it? Did she wasn't you, obviously, because you, you are irreplaceable. <laughs> but she was fantastic yeah. and she was funny. She told some really yeah. cool stories. John DeCost was very entertaining. My dad killed with his jokes and we had a good time and I gave away T-shirts and a megaphone. And we'll do it again. We're doing it again Tuesday, March 28th. I should have probably very told good. you about
4: this. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going back. No. That time. No. <laughs> Oh, God. I'll, send the, cockro- so- I'll send the cockroach. I'll send yeah, the cockroach. Send a scorpion, the, send a scorpion, the scorpion
1: yeah. in my place. <laughs> my my co host will be a cockroach, and our special guest will be a scorpion. Um, yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, you'll be here, right? Tuesday, March 28th? Yeah.
4: Okay, great. Yes.
1: So it's at Zanies and Rosemont. Tickets are on sale now if you want to go to rosemont.zanies.com. And, Esmeralda, I don't know yet. I can't confirm it. But there is a really good chance. And again, it's not 100% yet, but, but the chances okay. are really good. And I'm not going to say okay. who it is. But, Esmeralda, oh. I'm telling you, if, and it's a good, and, and I'm telling you, we're really close to getting this person. If this person says yes, it will be the best guest that we will, that we could ever have.
4: Or right. at least one well, of don't the don't tell best the guests. other guests that we've had. No,
1: no. <laughs> no, but they would agree. They would <laughs> oh, agree. As all they would agree. This is how good? They would agree. Okay. I'm telling you right all now. Right. Uh, Tony Fitzpatrick and uh, Dwayne Kennedy and John DeCoste would all go, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a bigger guess than us.
4: <laughs> oh wow. All right.
1: So, well yeah. it's not confirmed yet, but when it, the minute it is, trust me, I'm gonna be blabbing it. Yeah. So but okay. it's gonna be it'll be, right. be it'll be fucking awesome if it happens, Esmeralda. I'm telling you right now. So anyway, our next one is Tuesday, uh March twenty eighth. Thank you everybody for coming out. Please come out for the next one. People people are like, Yeah, we want to come out every month. I see a lot of the people, Esmeralda, you know, the people that were there for our third one that w- you weren't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a, a, a repeat, some new people, obviously, which is always lovely, and we want a ton of people. But we have like now regulars. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, nice. We have, we
1: have a core of regulars, and I love that. That's oh, exactly cool. what I I'd like to a, see. That yeah, that's exactly what I was hoping would happen. You know what I mean? We get regulars to come back. They'll bring new people, and then we'll have you know, new people and stuff like that. And, and then they'll build.
4: tell two friends?
1: Exactly. It'll and be then like they'll
4: that, tell two friends?
1: <laughs> it'll be like that goddamn shampoo commercial from the 70s. Exactly. Oh,
4: so. God.
1: Well, anyway, the Magic Megaphone is where I speak into a megaphone any message that you want me to. Leave a voicemail at 773-417-6948 or an email at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Are you ready for this week's – or not this week's, but this episode's? Yes. Okay, this is from uh, a guy named Anthony, who has a... I won't give his last name because I don't want to give it out, you know. But mm-hmm. he's got a great last name. And it's it's a variation on... Uh, I won't tell you uh, who, but it's a variation on someone who dated Prince, his last name.
2: Well, and all right. That's as far as I'm going to go.
1: Well, anyway. Okay. So let me play it. And the story's hilarious. The email that he sent, the story behind this is hilarious. So here is this uh, Magic megaphone. Sir, there's no urinals in here. It's not the men's room, sir. There's no urinals in here. It's not the men's room, sir. So, there's no urinals in here. (laughs) It's not the men's room. Now, yeah, so that I hear that and I'm like, oh man, there's got to be a weird story to that. Because when you know, that's never good when you have to say that to someone. (laughs) So here's what Anthony said. My son works at a theater in Ohio that sells beer. One Friday night after one of the last movies, three women came up to him and said that there was a man using one of the stalls in the woman's room. So my son went into the woman's room and went to the stall. The gentleman was in. The door was locked, and my son knocked and politely told the guy that he couldn't be in there. The gentleman began yelling at my son, you know, obviously making it obvious to my son that he was drunk. Uh, that he was in there because there were no urinals, and what kind of place doesn't have urinals in the men's bathroom? To which my son made the comment, "Sir, there are no urinals in here. It's not the men's room." The man stopped yelling, and calmly said, "Oh, finished his business," and came out and <laughs> politely said, "I'm sorry," and left uh, without any further incident.
4: I just thought, how dare you yeah. have no urinals?
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, you're in the woman's room, you dipshit. So, so <laughs> anyway, that's, that's that's that is that is that's that's. That's a fat, that's funny. Sir, there's no urinals in here. Yeah. It's not the men's room. So, that's <laughs> a good one. So, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, uh uh megaphone message that uh that we're talking about. So, if you want to leave one, that's cool. But could you imagine that? Could you imagine Have you ever ha, have you ever been in a in a public uh ladies' room and had a guy come in by mistake?
4: Um, I haven't. No. Uh yeah, yeah, not like that. It's busy or anything, and then they roll in. Yeah, um, I think I've gone into a men's bathroom because the women's was too busy, and I'm that's like, forget a... this. No, that, <laughs> that's go to that's, the
1: that's the a toilet. no. That's a common thing. That's like, hey, listen, because if you're if you're out somewhere like at a bar or something, um, and the ladies' room is really long, the line is long. I've you know women have come up and go hey can i get in, can i can i go in here and then we've guarded the door. We've done that a million times at bars. You know what i mean? Yeah. Like let the woman it's go. It's always in.
4: amazing to see the men's bathroom how like just dilapidated it is. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's so much worse. Like the women's bathroom is fairly okay. Oh yeah. And then yours no. is just like there's no doors, oh, yeah. there's no nothing. It's like no Jesus whenever when, whenever i bartended at every bar that i bartended
1: if if you know once the bar closed we would use the <laughs> we would use the women's room. All the, t- all the time. I mean, have you, have you ever gone into the women's room? This has been a long time since I've been to the mill. Uh, but the green mill, the difference between the men's room and the and the ladies' room and the green mill is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh. Like, the yeah. ladies' room is beautiful at the green mill. Like, really nice. They have flowers in there, and it smells nice, and it's clean. The men's room is just mm-hmm. like, yeah, shit on the wall. Who Who
4: yeah. <laughs> so, oh, right. God.
1: Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh yeah. God damn it, Nick. That's right. I should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is what it's like when you go into the men's room at uh, at Green. Ah! That's what it's like. Then you just fall into a toilet. Fall into a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Is that what you sounded like when you saw the when you saw the scorpion? Ow! Was that?
4: I I actually I don't think I really screamed. I think I just kind of went, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I think you reacted better than I would have. I would have really yeah, because it was just more like really yeah. a no. scorpion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I would have. I would have started crying. I would have cried and yelped like a like a little girl. I would have jumped up yeah. on top. I would have well, stood on. What? I would have stood on the bed crying. That's what what I would have yeah.
4: done. What's really interesting is that the the last time we were there, on the walls in the bathroom were ants, like big ants. And yeah. there's fine. I was like, whatever, yeah, they're yeah. ants. Um, but it was a little unsettling when you turn. There's just a big old ant, like, yeah, "Hi, of course, of course." Yeah. Um, and then this time, nothing, no ants. Oh, but a scorpion and a cockroach. So you know, <laughs> I I'm thinking, don't know I'm which thinking one this, was I'm, better?
1: I, I'm thinking the scorpions killed the ants. That's what I'm thinking.
4: Maybe because that's what, that's I, what there was there I was a... told. They're like, "Oh, the scorpions eat cockroaches." So, uh. and now I'm thinking, I'm like, "Did you bring in?" This scorpion yeah. cockroach? Because right, right, what right. the hell? <laughs> right.
1: right, They were like, we brought in the scorpions to kill the cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a good way of doing that. That's a good way of getting that out there. All right. Well, uh, well, welcome back. I'm glad that you survived your scorpion attack. That's what we're going to yes, refer to it you. as. It was a scorpion attack. When we tell the story, <laughs> like when we're at Zany's on March 28th and the live audience and we tell that story, you are going to be attacked <gasps> by, a, it's going to be a five foot scorpion that you had to battle with a, with a gun.
4: I'm telling you, if I would have gotten bit by a scorpion, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Like, I don't know how stung? I would have
1: reacted. It's stung, isn't it, by a scorpion? I think Not- it,
4: because, well, it has pincers, so I right. think it could I think it's the, sting it's, you, but it could also, the, like, claw at you. It could. But it I can the, grab you, I, I think. think. The,
1: I think it's the stinger that, that's the worst part. I think the tail is the worst part of the scorpion.
4: You don't think it's little tiny claw hands? or? Nah,
1: I think it's that goddamn tail. That's the thing that freaks me out the most, is the tail. And isn't yeah. there? Don't some people like in some cultures? Don't they go? Yeah, you know what? I mean, if you if you kill the scorpion and you drink the the tail juice, it'll you can trip. That's like, um, you know what I mean? like you then can, I don't know
4: the yeah. the tail juice
1: or whatever. Like you squeeze the scorpion, like you kill it, and then you squeeze it. And if you drink the juice inside the scorpion of the tail, you can it's it's like a it's like a hallucinogenic, and you can go fucking nuts and run around on the you know in the on the sand seeing you know giant elephants in
4: probably yeah. i mean i think it depends there are different scorpions hmm. and i think i saw a brown one i think it was brown or black there's brown black and then there's like a light colored one and there's the um, german
1: one and there's the german ones that are in a rock band those are the, the, the... yes yeah yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> that would actually been a funny um who's the who does those commercials where they're like we got an animal in the basement and it's geico um yeah, yeah, ka- yeah that would have yeah, been yeah. fun. I was like, yeah. I got scorpions yeah. in my yeah. room. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and yeah, it's yeah. just
4: they're rocky like. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's what the scorpions, That's the, that's the whole that's the uh, joke. Yeah. So okay, well, welcome back. Now, um, w- w- what did Adult Swim? Because you are about what are you uh, like seventeen, eighteen years younger than me, right? Something like that. Oh yeah, you're born, yeah, something you're like born that. in '83, so you're eighteen, 18, 18 years mm-hmm. younger than me. Okay. Uh, by the way, my fortieth um. Shit! Now I just gave away gave away your age because my fortieth uh, high school reunion is going to be this year.
4: Well, I think people, if they can do math, yes, they'll figure they can figure it out. It out.
1: I know. I don't know. Some people are like, "Don't say my fucking eight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you just
4: gave away the year I was born. I so if... I'm
1: sorry. Okay, people can just the word right. problem. The word problem was right I'm sorry. there. Is that a problem? I'm sorry. Did I? No, I I, I, don't I, don't I apologize care. if that if you, you I don't, don't want care me at to all. do that. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying
4: okay. the fact that you went up. Oh, I just gave it away. I'm like, well, yeah. you did say the year before. So it doesn't matter.
1: I just like I'm 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 always really weird. Like I'll let shit fly out of my mouth and go, oh fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I didn't. I don't know whether you want people to know your age or not. I don't know that because I'm an asshole. I was just insensitive, so I apologize. Um oh, yeah, I don't care. Okay. Well anyway, my fortieth <laughs> my fortieth reunion should be this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my high school mm-hmm. reunion. That'll be interesting. Yeah.
4: So. Are you and you're gonna go?
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna go. Um Okay. Yeah, I will. And uh I mean I, look, I'm seeing a few people who come to the Zanies thing. My friends, the girl that I was in love with in high school, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Laura. She's been showing up at the, the Zanies events, and she's br- she's brought a couple of people. So I've basically been seeing some people that I went to high school with. So yeah. why not go to a full reunion? That would be fun if people show up. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah.
4: Did you go to all the other ones?
1: I went to ten and t- I went to ten and twenty. Okay. Um, ten was fun. Everybody showed up because it was only ten mm-hmm. years. Everybody showed up, and uh, and twenty. Uh, none of my friends from the people I hung out with showed up, and I only stayed for like forty-five minutes. I stayed for the free beer because it was at Goose Island. Ah, okay. So I drank my fill of beer, and then I left because, like, my friend, the people that I hung out with in high school, they weren't there. It was just a bunch of, and and it were about half as many people.
4: Yeah. Uh, that, that oh, okay. So I didn't go yeah, to the yeah. thirty.
1: I don't even know if they had one. Um. So I don't know. But I'll go to this one. It'll be fine. Whatever. Uh, what about you? Did you go back to to yours? No. No, that's right. We talked about this in the past, that's right. Yeah. That's
4: yeah, right. I don't care. I don't care yeah. about um there's the few people that I do talk to. I talk to them uh on a regular basis, so I don't need to go see them at a place. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: I never you know the th- the weird thing is and I know that this is true. So so just a small amount of people you still keep in touch with that you went to high school with, still, uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school to already. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. So most of the people, I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Right. Yes. We went to that building that one yeah. time for yep. four years. Cool. I don't care. I had. A, <laughs> I don't care about your lives.
1: I had a lot of friends in high school. I was, I was, I was real popular in high school because I was the funny guy. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, you know, like I couldn't get chicks to save my life. While well, I was with a 22 year old with a kid at most for for, for right a, for a good
4: part of my life. You got school. the ultimate chick. For the last for the last
1: <laughs> two years, I was with, I was with this 22 year old who had a kid. Uh. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like the girls that I was interested in, they had nothing. They wanted nothing to do with me. So my freshman and sophomore years in high school, I was pining for women like that girl Laura. And I right. was the f- I was the guy that would make them laugh um, when their football player boyfriend would break up with them or break their heart. Mm-hmm. I was the dork who would make them laugh, and they'd go, "Oh Nick, you're so cute. Boom, oh, he wants me back." You know what I mean? Like that. Ca- <laughs> like, right. like They were with the football player, and I was just like the class clown guy. Mm-hmm. But because I was, uh, people thought I was funny in high school. I was popular, and I could kind of smoothly fit in with every click.
3: Okay. You know what I
1: mean? Like I could fit in with the burnouts. I could fit in with the with the with the dorks. I could fit in with the with the uh, with the with the theater crowd. I could fit in with the football players and the jocks and the, all that stuff. Um, my friends and I, like there were about four of us, who all four of us we could jump from click to click and fit in with them, but mostly make fun of them. So we I I kind of looked at us as like the David Lettermans of the school. Okay. So like we cuz Letterman was just becoming very popular when I was in high school, very very popular. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of attitude and snarky shit that we did. Like we'd go, "Oh yeah, jocks, you guys are cool." And we would actually be able to talk to them and then make fun of them too. So we floated around. Um so that's why I was like I was popular in high school because of that and just because I made people laugh. I was not popular like with the ladies like when they were when they had party, <laughs> when they had parties and shit it was like yeah man we're gonna go into, we're gonna be you know, like do this and do that i didn't get phone calls to go tp houses and shit i would show up right. and make fun of the people who would tp houses did you fit what did you and i know no you didn't have a lot of friends in high school did you not did you not want to be did most of the people did you not fit into a clique were you part of a clique at all in high school or? well
4: we didn't really have cliques okay from what i noticed um because i like the jocks were quite smart like they were in honors classes.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. So it
4: wasn't a thing of like, oh, the nerds. It's like, yeah, yeah, the nerds are the jocks. It's weird.
1: No, that that's sometimes the case. You know what I mean? I mean, and again, you know, again, this is all blanket stereotyping, anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like you can't be smart right. and play football. That's like a yeah. that's like a movie TV stereotype. It's like if you play football, you're a dipshit. If you have glasses, you're smart. You know what I mean? That's, yeah.
4: The only the only like clicks I would see really are maybe just like the the kids who were considered like the burnouts the yeah. burnout like goth kids yeah who yeah did, they weren't listening to goth. they were listening to corn like that was the <laughs> right <laughs> the little, that's yeah, what they were that was their uh, quote unquote goth
1: was corn and Marilyn with- Manson yeah, yeah they were listening to that yeah the new metal yeah, for sure. and you and you exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 um. Um
4: But well, yeah, we had yeah, we didn't really have click clicks, so yeah. I didn't really I mean I, I knew people and I was friendly with other people, but yeah, it was a thing of just like I knew I was like, I don't I'm not gonna know you for too long. Right. <laughs> like, it was it was
1: ultimately what fine, it came down to but, for eh. you was like, Okay, I'm I'm gonna get through these four years. That's is ultimately what you know yes. what I mean. Uh where it's like, okay, I'm gonna I know who you people are. There are some people I like more than others, but ultimately let's get this fucking four years over with.
4: Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I couldn't wait all to right, leave. All like all towards the okay, last few, right. an- the few months of okay. of senior year. Oh my God, I yeah, was. And then, it,
1: and then ultimately Oof. the message the message was this: so get the fuck out of my house. That's, that's yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, pretty much we're, we're running close here, but let's let's save the Adult Swim for the next uh, for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we can save that because we've been reminiscing about about that. But now uh, at that time, so I want to get into Adult Swim because that was a big thing for. Uh, well, for me, and, but I was older than most people. Like, most people watching it were either high school or definitely college. And yeah, I, when it, when I adults, saw
4: it in college. I was in college.
1: Yeah, when, I, when Adult Swim hit big, I was in my 30s already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By that point. So, uh, but but I want to talk to you about, because, you know, like I had Tom uh, Hush on my SNL podcast mm-hmm. to specifically talk about the uh, the Lonely Island guys and those digital shorts. Because I wanted to get his perspective as a as a kid watching them. You know? Because mm-hmm. when those things hit I was in my forties. And I wanted to get a perspective of a teenager. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when we talk about adult swim, I was like in my thirties and you were like uh high school college. So that's why I wanted to talk about that to see. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I and I and, but you know me, I skew younger in my brain. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> yeah. I well do. you skew <laughs> you skew like fifteen year old. Girl. Girl, yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I do, I do. Oh, wait a minute! Just uh, hold on a
1: second. Hold it, wait. Uh, I'm Carrie Russell. Yes, I, I yeah.
2: love Nick's show.
1: So she can she can testify because you know. Yeah, he's she's my, like my no, obsession. he he's he yeah yeah that's right. I'm yeah. Carrie. I know I've been.
2: I love yeah. Nick's show.
4: Yeah, it's just because of Felicity. She coming around
2: by the way.
1: Yeah, she's okay. She's she's better. Hey, her movie made money. What did okay. I do this weekend? Yeah. I, what did I do? I picked my nose. What did I do this weekend? <laughs> uh, so anyway. All right, Well, so we'll talk about that next time. Um, and, um, oh, speaking of which, my dad is here. Hold on. Ooh. Oh, there he is. Hi. It's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go. With your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey,
0: jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. what I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time.
1: Nick's dad tell a joke. Oh yes! Here we go. All right. Yeah, my dad killed again. By the way, Esmeralda. He, kill- he of killed. Again yeah. He killed again at He killed. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the one thing you can rely on. If you come out to our to our to our live shows at Zanies, we got our next one is March 28th. Uh, it'll be fun. But my dad will. I guarantee you, my dad will be the best part of the show. Oh yeah. So here he is, new joke. Hi, Dad. Why is there no holy water in vaccination? Because you're not supposed to take God's name in vain. (laughs) Ah.
0: That was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey
1: time. Nick's dad told a joke. That one struck me as funny, man. (laughs) Can't use holy water in a vaccination because you can't take God's name in vain.
4: Yeah. I like there that. are rules. No. <laughs> All right. Uh we got
1: a couple of Kit Kats we want to do before we get out of here. Mhm. I have an orange one uh and uh, and I can't remember. Remember I had the yoga one? So I've got the yoga lady and I got the mm-hmm. orange which is the uh we figured out was like the adult what's it called? Adult sweet or adults?
4: Adult sweetness.
1: Adult sweetness. So uh so what do you do you have uh, the same kind that I have or different?
4: I have uh, my my, uh, thing is a little mountain, uh, and it's asking, what is your favorite mountain? Oh. They clearly, uh, are for the people of a, of a mountainous region. Okay. We don't, we don't have mountains here. <laughs> right. Um, and I also have a coffee one or well, it's for, it's for the coffee break.
1: Okay. Well, why don't you try your coffee one first and I'll do my un-open, uh, orange one. See what that is. So... Your coffee okay. one. All right,
4: here we go. The, yeah, it just says perfect for coffee. Mm. <laughs> so it's, I think it's slightly, it's not as sweet or something. So then you can probably dip yeah. it in your coffee. Yeah. You know, what's weird.
1: Um, This one tastes like probably the same thing you're having, although the package is
4: different. Mm. Yeah. You know, this I like be... these. mm mm-hmm. I like these when they're less sweet. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. No,
1: this would be perfect with coffee. That's weird hmm. that our, that the packages are different. We had kind of the same one. That works yeah. out well. All right, so now I've got Yoga Lady.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I have. What... Uh, what's your favorite mountain? <laughs> oh, this is
1: what? Well, it's going to be white chocolate. It's white. So. Um,
4: yeah, Yoga mine's Lady's. the same. Okay. It's um, but it's still that adult sweetness ones.
1: Right. Oh, this is that um. what's the name of the flavor that we get a lot? Japanese um
4: matcha? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what this is. Mm. Yeah, that's what this is.
4: I didn't realize, but it is. This one has like a bit of there's so with the Kit Kat logo there's a little piece of wheat mm-hmm. on it. Mhm. I don't know if yours Yeah, they don't have that normally. Um but it's a little wheat flavored. Okay. It like it tastes a little cereal esque.
1: Mine's not that. Mine is like the that flavor that we get all the time, but but it's like a sort of a a lighter chocolate. Mhm. But it makes me want to do yoga. <laughs> because well, that's there what's you go. On, that's what's on it the did its job. It did its job, making me want to do yoga. All right, all right, cool. All right. Well, we got uh, more of those. We'll taste test that. We'll talk more about Adult Swim last time. Uh, my thanks to to my dad for telling the joke. My thanks to Dan Feinberg for talking TV. Next time, Eric Childress and Steve Procopi and I will talk about the new Creed movie, which I'm very excited about. Ooh. Um, Very excited about. Michael B. Jordan not only is in it, but he directed it too. Oh, nice. And I love Michael B. Jordan. God, he's a beautiful man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, so anyway, all right, so we got that. Mo- movie reviews and all kinds of other cool stuff. My thanks to, uh, to everybody, uh, Jason for the music and all the other cool stuff, and Ed for being Ed, the man Ed at Radio Misfits. Be a sponsor, sales at radiomisfits.com. Be a part of the podcast. Voicemail 247 773 773-417-694. Email nickdpodcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next time uh, with Eric and Steve and much more on the Nick D Podcast. Thanks, everybody.
3: Wind is red on me